What up, what up, what up? My peeps is keeping it real, Miss Breaker. This morning, this morning, this morning, don't mind my, my voice. I've been up for about an hour. I haven't had my tea yet, but I, oh my goodness. I'm over here thinking about things and I realized like how some of my feelings match the energy that I'm giving, that I'm getting. And I say it this way because like before I don't really, I don't really always pay attention to um, like how I feel towards a person when I feel energy, you know, I just kind of, I feel weird, but I don't know why. And I'm not going to question it. So I'm just going to move on type of thing. But right now, I think, and I say to myself, like, the energy that I do feel um, does match the feelings that I have about a person or about a place, like, just the energy that is happening or occurring in the moment. I can, I can pick up on it and I might not realize it but it's speaking loudly to me. And because I'm just kind of not paying very much attention to it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't spark. It's not sparking, uh, an idea in my head, like, yo, maybe you should pay attention to the way this person is talking right now, or maybe you should pay attention to the body language that this person is giving you because it, it's not necessarily that, the feelings that I'm feeling is matching the energy. Sometimes it can be confusing trying to deal with people and trying to understand like what a person is going through. And I'm going to use this example. I really um, don't know how to say this without saying too much, but like, for example, in a situation where I was getting to know someone and in the process of getting to know them, they are what they're so used to, they're not getting it from me. So because they are not used to me, they will, you know, try to justify why I have this reaction or why I'm being or acting so closed out or whatever the situation may or may not be. Okay. Like people are going to make things up because they're not used to things being a certain way because they're so used to having their ways with people. And it's, it's not always going to work that way, but it's like, you got to realize in that moment, like, okay, so you're not, you're so used to this happening and reoccurring when you do things. And because you're trying to do those things with me and it's just, I'm not flying by it. You know, it's not getting past me. I'm a problem to you. And it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, you're the one who is so used to people being this way with you. The moment you meet someone that's not, they're the problem. Sometimes people need to come to understanding that you can be the problem in situations too. You can be the problem where people aren't, uh, or people don't know how to talk to you, or people don't know how to get and get to you in a sense of 
this is what bothers me that, or I'm uncomfortable or whatever the situation is. And I'm not, I don't even know how I'm, I'm not being very clear about what I'm trying to address. So let me be more clear of what I'm trying to address. There are men out here in this world that will feel like they are interested in you just because they only want something from you. And that something doesn't always mean sex. That could be money. That could be fucking nourishing, that nourishing, nourishing. I can't even say it. nourishing like you know there could be men out here that want a mother figure they want someone to take care of them whatever the situation is there are men out here that want things from women and vice versa as well I don't want to put men under the bus to say that all men are this way but I can only speak from my own experiences but um going off of what I was just saying like you can meet someone who you know they have a good game or they know how to play their game very well. And it's a feeling that you have when you're around a player, you know? I've been around players for a while to pick up on their cockiness and to know their own insecurities. Because men, for me, this is just my own opinion. If a man wants to come up here and correct me, please do. But for me personally, like, there's a lot of men out here that have a lot of weaknesses and men don't realize it but women see their weakness before they can even touch on it you know it's a physical sight seeing for for us because we can see a man's physical um excuse me confidence before he could even talk about it and it's probably the same way with men. Men can probably see most women's insecurities based off of how they react or how they treat themselves or, you know, their response to certain things. You can see a woman's insecurity too. But for the most part, men, it's more it's much easier to know a man's insecurity because men don't know how to act in a way where they're men don't know how to act unbothered. There we go. Men, when when something is bothering a man, he's going to let you know. He's not going to sugarcoat no shit. He's not going to, you know, treat you like how women treat you sometimes, ignore you, give you the silent treatment. I mean, there are some men that will do it, but most men don't do that. Most men, you know, what's on their mind, they speak it freely. They have no problem addressing it from my own personal experience. But, you know, it's just, it's more... For me, I feel like personally, I can see a man's insecurity before he can even open his mouth. And the only reason why I say this is because the feelings are matching the energy that is giving. If I'm around you, I'm a tall woman. You know, I'm 5'7". I'm tall for myself, I guess, because there's not a lot of tall women. Um, I mean, most of my friends and some of my cousins are very tall, but for the most part, I'm tall. And I'm tall, like my friends, some of my friends are taller than me. And for me, I know when my height is an insecurity to a man because the moment we hug or the moment I'm approaching you, your face does just that. Damn, she looks tall or damn, you know, and it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be to the point of like, oh, I don't know if I'll talk to you. It's just oh, your height bothers me. Let's always sit down when we go out or, oh, let's, let's, uh, oh, we don't have to go for a walk or we can just stay here. Oh, 
do you want to play games or what kind of games do you want to play? You know, let's play games where we can sit down or, you know, this is just me making shit up right now. But personally, I've dealt with men saying things to me right then and there about my height. And to me, that's an insecurity to you. For me as a woman, I don't really care about how tall you are as a man. If I know that you're confident in yourself and when shit goes down and it's, you know, we got to defend each other, I'm hoping that you're there when I'm there for you. But you can't be insecure with me because I'm not going to deal with it. Like, I'm just not. It's a turn off to me. I'm not going to be up in a man's face if he's insecure about my height or if he's insecure about what I do as far as job, working, whatever it is, whatever insecurity you have as a man, I don't want no parts of it. Because for me as a woman, I've gotten over my insecurities. Like, I don't really care. I know what to do to change the things that I want to make changes in my life. You know, yes, I'm a big girl. I love being a big girl. Do I want to lose weight? Yeah, I want to lose weight, but I want to lose comfortable weight where it's like, I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm still comfortable in my skin, but I want to be even more comfortable in my skin where, you know, I don't have to worry about things on the health health side. You know what I mean? My health is my wealth. So as long as I'm okay with how I feel and what I look like, there's not a really much of a problem. But the energy that men um, put out there, sometimes you can feel it and sometimes you can't you know, but I feel like there are things that we know just because of what people say and how people do things or how people react to certain situations. And like recently, I've just been thinking to myself, like, you know, why is it that every time I don't want to do something that someone's so used to getting, getting things from someone or getting out of things with someone that it's always me who has problems? And like, I don't know, like I do try to do things differently, but it's like, I can't be the problem if you're so used to women doing this with you. You just met someone who's not willing to put up with the fuckery and the bullshit that you keep applying to every person you meet. It's just not clicking with me because I see past it. Now, because I see past it, does that mean that, you know, I can't see myself talking to you, dealing with you, whatever the situation may or may not be. Um, no, not entirely because I don't know you, but the the start of knowing you, this is how you're reacting or this is how you're behaving. Yeah, it's just going to make me kind of distance myself from you because the energy that you're putting out there is making me feel uncomfortable and making me feel as if this is a game to you and it's pointless for me to move forward because you're not taking me serious. It don't take much. I mean, like I said, and like I've been saying before, like men know what they want. Women know what they want too. I'm only speaking from a woman's perspective because that is what I am. But, you know, I have a lot of men, cousins and uncles who tell me how men are. And I mean, it's not, it's nothing but the truth. And I know there are men out there that do care about women and that do want to support women and so forth, but there's way too many men out here that are just wanting to just, you know, have fun, let loose. And women, I mean, our minds are different. There are some women that are, that are out there that are like doing what they want to do and have that masculinity of a man of just, oh yeah, I just want to fuck and do this. Yeah, that's cool. That's what you want to do, but 
That's not me. And there's nothing wrong with it. You do you. You do you, sis. You do you, boo. Because at the end of the day, like, this is the life that you're choosing to live. It doesn't interfere with me. It doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? I always tell people, and my friends be like, you so damn harsh. And I be telling them, like, I got to let people know I'm a catch. And I have nothing to lose if you don't want to talk to me no more. I will find somebody that's willing to put up with my shit. And I don't have very much shit to give. So it's like... I'm not tripping. If you feel so entitled and you feel like you can get and have whatever you want and you can find it somewhere else, go ahead. Be 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 it. Be the person to find it somewhere else because it doesn't it doesn't affect me. That shit don't affect me. So if you want to go and be with somebody else because they're willing to let you slide away with all the mysteries and shit, uh uh-uh. And then it goes back to show, like, why is it so hard to date nowadays and date Black men? And I've been trying to step away from this conversation, y'all. I really have been. But it's so hard not to step away from this. Because as a Black woman, dealing with Black men is so hard to have conversations with them. It's like, if you say, or if you talk about feelings, it's a problem. If you talk about, the moment you talk about feelings, the moment you talk about any fucking thing to a man, he thinks there's something wrong with you. (laughs) He thinks something's wrong instead of just listening. Like, let me give you an example. Those of you who know me, y'all know I lost my mom, right? So when I have conversations with people, because I'm so open now, because it no longer breaks my heart to talk about my mother. Like, I'm not over here crying when I'm talking about my mom. Like, I went through a lot to get over that stage where I can, I'm comfortable talking about it, where I'm not shying away from it and I'm not being secretive about it. So, I'm open because I've accepted my mother's passing. So, and I don't want people to say sorry for your loss to me anymore because I've kind of, I understand, you know, things happen for a reason and. My mom, my mom had her reasons, you know, to reunite with my ancestors. So anyways, going back to what I was saying, I was just having a simple conversation about my mom, like what my mom would do with me and my friends and my brother when we were younger. You know, my mom would do International Fridays. We would cook any food we can we can get to. We go to the Asians and the Chinese stores and we'll cook Asian food, we'll cook Chinese food. Like my mom would really channel different things for me and my friends and just build a safe environment around us where we were doing something. Like as kids and teenagers, we never did we didn't like every time my friends came over, I like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell y'all real quick going around every time my friends used to come over I used to be really jealous like I used to be like yo mom why you gotta invite them every week and my mom's like your friends want to come over and you know they said they have fun and then after a while it took me some time to realize what my mom was doing and how she was teaching me how to be a good friend to my own friends but going back to what I was saying about how men think of or feel a certain way I'm having a conversation about good memories about my mom right There's nothing negative that I'm saying. I'm saying all positivity, you know, all positive things. You know, this is what I did. This is what I used to do. You know, my mom is such a fun person to be around. I'm just glad that I got to experience a great childhood with my mother because most kids my age didn't do the things that I was doing when I was younger. 
you know, their parents were working too hard or their parents, you know, worked so late or they, they weren't able to go places just because of the financial status of their family. Despite my mom was a single parent, she made shit happen. I don't know how, but she always did. And, you know, after seeing, I guess, whatever I said positively about my mother, you know, homies like, oh, you know, so are you okay? And I'm just like, am I okay? And then I'm just like, I'm trying to understand, like, where out of me telling you about my childhood, how fun it was, how great it was, that you think that I'm sad. Like, that shit is so confusing. And to me, it's like, I don't know if it's because you're not paying attention. And for me personally, if you can't pay attention to me while I'm talking to you and I'm being serious, we, it's just not going to work. That's just me. Communication is so big to me. Like communication is key in relationships. So it's like, if you can't listen to me, be vulnerable or be open to you, or just even address you about something that is, uh, that has an effect on me and you're not listening, don't even bother. That's just how I am. Like if I can listen to you speak and speak your piece and I could be a very good damn listener and I could be hearing you out in all. And for you to do the complete opposite of what I've done to respect you, you have no respect for me. Like you have none. There's no respect for me if you can't listen to me as I listen to you. That's just me. I don't care what anybody say actually because it is what it is. But it's just like certain things I'm trying to understand. Like, you know, is it me miscommunicating? Is it these men trying to see if it's worth talking to me or they feel like oh well she might be doing this she's doing too much or she might not have time but if I make time it's like you should feel the energy that I'm putting out there you know what I mean but it's like these men they so fucking cocky and like they think that they can have any female they want just because they good looking or they got a nice job, or they got a nice car, but, like, those materialistic things, to me, don't resonate with me, like, I don't care about the materialistic things, I care more about the, 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 the intimacy and connection, connecting with another person, like, damn, (laughs) how you doing? Hello? Hello? What up? How you doing, King, what's up? Oh, man. What's going on, sis? Nothing much. (laughs) I feel you. I'm chilling. I'm just trying to wrap my head around feelings and energy. How do you feel about what I'm talking about right now? Yo, yo. I just just seen the topic, and I chopped it up with you in a minute. That's why I came up. But um, the feelings, feeling matching the energy. What do you mean? Like in a relationship? In a relationship, in a connection, like... I'm talking generally, but right now I'm speaking from a man's perspective. Like some feelings that men have don't match the energy. And it's like, I don't know if it's because you guys have a very short uh, uh, attention span, because that's mostly what it is. But, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, why don't, why is it so hard for y'all to get what's there? And then, you know, you know, you know what they say when they say, I wonder when people say, when people say the term, they use the term, oh, you don't, you, the men are not, uh, what does it say, uh, mature emotionally, right? 
emotional connecting. Yeah, they're not mature. Okay. So what makes a man mature in that way? Because it's like, I don't know. Like, I know, I don't, I don't know. Men make it, men make it hard for themselves when they don't, excuse me, when they don't speak up or when they don't actually have any type of feelings or they can't speak on any feelings about anything. I just, you know, I don't know. Like what? What does it take for a woman to get you to open up to her? Like, how do you know you can trust a woman to know like this is someone that I can actually com- confide into and have real conversations with about my my feelings? What does a woman have to do to make you f- have that green light? Like, yeah, tr- she's trustworthy of my feelings. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that a lot of a lot of women say that. I think and. And he might have dug you, right? When you say the feelings I'm matching the energy, God, don't read. Yeah, like you're, we're missing, right? Because, because, just because Nash, that that's not just to to be you. You know what I mean? Really connecting with you like that, he might just. So his 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 uh, feelings are mismatches and energy blood. Keep coming around, keep being available to that person until they get what they want. Then they're checking out. Mm. Maybe they got what they wanted out the deal already. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you. Is that making sense? I mean, I'm and like I said, I'm a man, so I'm going to simplify it. I'm not going to use no big words. I'm not going to lose nobody. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you is and what it is. Yeah. But it's like, y'all like to play games. And I know, I know when I'm playing games, I know when game is being played because I'm a player in the game too, but I'm clear with my, with my intentions. And I don't know why is it why do men go above and beyond just to get what they want, knowing like I've had friends, male friends, ruin some females that I know because they just wanted to get and go. And then they don't then, you know, after they get and go, then they they realize they made a mistake. Oh, I shouldn't have did that to her. Like she was really, you know, the one and blah, blah, blah. But it's like. How far will you go just to fuck around with a female and then know she's good but won't commit to her? You know, like, I don't know if you, yeah, you kind of break it up a little bit. Let's see if this works better. I turned my Wi-Fi off because I wasn't sure if that was the problem back on. Can I hear you now? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it was me. It was me. I was in a bad spot, man. But no, what I was trying to say is like most of the times women are mistaking lust, the feelings of lust, as a feeling of love. Yes. Love. Yes, I will agree. Yes, go ahead. 
Oh, shoot. Hello? Oh, he put himself on mute. I, I will say I agree and disagree. I agree because I've been there before. I disagree now because I'm not that way anymore because I found the value in myself to know that it's not getting to that point. I'm not letting a man get me to that point. It's just not happening. <laughs> uh, King must have got a phone call, but I do understand. Some women do mix lust with love and it's because we're naturally emotional. That's how we communicate with people. That's how we communicate as humans. We're just emotional beings. So like, that is understandable, you know? But when it comes to, you know a woman's, you know how a woman is, you know she's not just gonna be very easy with you, but yet you're still playing the game on her and you know she's not easy. Yeah, go ahead, do your thing. You, you I know no, you get what I'm saying. Every oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm hot. <laughs> I don't know, Miss Breaker. I'm hot right now. I'm, I'm lit in these streets. I'm lit. I'm lit. No, but uh, but uh, no. I'm misreading their uh misunderstanding the feelings of lust and, and interest. Yeah, I think they misunderstand the, the, the energy of lust. Yeah, they misunderstand it. I don't well, think they read it right. Emotional beings, so I feel like some women don't, and I feel yeah. like men play with that because Oh, they yeah, they do. They do. Be, they do. You know, to get what they want. But this is how they, you... They but how do you how do you combat that? To me, I feel like women have to hold higher standards to themselves, knowing that men are sexual beings. Like mm-hmm. y'all are just sexual beings. You guys, mm-hmm. that's how you communicate with women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so how do you combat that as a woman? You, I would suggest you combat it with with um, um, dating dating with intention instead of just allowing people just to c- come in because once you leave with dating with intentions this is what i'm trying to explain i'm not talking about just fucking go i'm talking about i'm dating with intentions but yet you still playing me no nah, they, they can't play you if listen if you leading into it right you don't misread nothing listen i'm on this and i'm on this type of time are you interested in me um when you the first date you just letting it on you letting it out the hat like i want this many kids i want to get married i'm looking i'm dating to get married and if you're not dating to get married i can bid you farewell i can like how you smell i can like how you dress i can like how you look you can make me laugh you're very interesting interesting is not a husband interesting is not a husband that doesn't mean just because he's oh yo you know what he's funny and I like him, and he's very intriguing. I want to get to know him more. Why? If he doesn't want to get married, why do you want to get to know him more? That's true. And I yes, feel like, you know what I'm <laughs> but I feel like some women feel like men are afraid of those questions, so they don't have those questions. They you, don't approach it, those questions. And that's their and Miss Breaker. That's their fault. That that's is their fault. That is their fault. That is. We cannot. That, we cannot let them dictate 
what you want. So, so because you don't like it, so because you don't like the fact that the pastor says, um, and you're a Christian, you go to church, but you don't like the pastor preaching against um, homosexuality because you might be, you might have homosexual tendencies. So you don't want to, you don't, you don't like the church or you don't like the Bible, regardless of the fact, I don't care if I offend you. I have a duty to preach the word of God. If you don't like it, you can get up out of here. This not for you. The religion isn't for you. You see what I'm saying? This is not for you. Because you don't like it, don't change the religion. It just changes your disposition to the religion. Yes. You see what I'm saying? The same way. The same way. I know you might not like it, but guess what? It's a lot of things. Shit. A lot of people don't like Christianity because there's no fornication. Mm Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Forget homosexuality if he starts speaking on fornication. It's either for you to feel convicted and change or disregard that shit and keep it moving and have your own a la carte religion. Regardless of the fact, if you don't like it, you can, you got in God's eyes, he don't want you around no how. If you can't make up a decision whether you're for me or against me, you get the fuck from me because you ain't for me. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? God is a matter of fact. God is black and white. It ain't, hey man, hey man, they might play with you. My followers, my so-called followers might play with you. They might entertain you. But me, as of me, standing right here, as an as a God, I don't entertain that type shit. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. That's how I go. And, I and so, so as, as far as a woman leading into a relationship, if she's saying, yo, I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to have a husband. I don't need to see how it goes. A nigga who's seeing how it goes, that nigga is stringing you along. He, he, not, he, not, he not about it. He not about it. Let's just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he already know how it goes. He already know. He already know. I'm about to poke this. I already made my decision. I do not want to marry her. There you go. And and women say, oh, well, I seem too pushy. And that means that, that I'm pushing him and that's not fair to him. Yeah, all right. You keep worrying about him. And you don't think about you in the situation. Yeah. yeah he's you keep not, on worrying about how he feels. Yeah, that's all I mean. Yeah. Are you, are you, scared, are you scared that he's not for you? Is, is that it? Is, does he look too good not to be for you? Does he smell too good not to be for you? Is he so funny that you gotta be around him? Mm-hmm. And you gotta give him the pussy because because the only way he's gonna allow you to be around him is if you letting him get up in them guts. Yep, that's true. It's a trade for trade. Listen, I know I got charisma out the wazoo. Ah, got you. Now, what you willing to trade up to be around this charisma? Yeah. <laughs> it's a barter system, baby. We're a capitalist. We're American. It's a barter system. What you got? It, it is. What you got to give? I got a whole lot of charisma. What you trading off? You got something I want. What is that? You got your box. I want your box. I like your charisma. Bet life. I'll I'll share some of this charisma for a little bit of that box. Mm-hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? But nobody want to hear that. Nobody want to talk about that. That's the way it goes. That is the way it goes. For that real. is it. That is it. That is it. Now it's on you to say I'm dating with attention and I don't, I'm not willing to date anybody who is not willing to play the game, play by the games that I want to play or play by the rules that I want to play. Everybody got the different set of rules and you, Uno, if somebody you like to play Uno, you don't play that game. You're not judging them. You just don't play that way. Yeah. And you just move on to the next one. But there you me, go. That's what, there you and, go. And that's too. And you and that's for me from for the most part. But you know, I I for me when people when I do talk to certain men and they do not we don't talk very long, I just on to the next one because it's like there's someone that's gonna be that one that's gonna meet the things that I want at this point. If they're not ready, then they're not ready. On to the next one. But there are some people that will try to stick and stay and try to change the other person's mind but it's like that's not really how that works you know people come in with the intention of knowing what they want and don't want you're right like it's either you're this is what you want out of the relationship or this is what you don't want out of the relationship and it is what it is so it's like as a woman too you have to know like what are your intentions what do you want other than things and materialistic you know what what else do you want i'm not a materialistic woman so i don't really care for those things but you know most women do so it's like what do you want other than just that out of a relationship yeah i'll come back up miss breaker give me a second yeah come back up my brother but it's like you know it's it is what it is when you when you do try to find what it is that you want in a relationship at the end of the day rather the feelings are matching the energy have you spoken about what your intentions are that's true and i feel like that's in every relationship friendships family ships because it's like we all have to communicate in some way to know what we're all feeling and knowing that this energy matches because I mean, people say it all the time. Oh, I hate going to family functions. I only mess. I'm only cool with so and so and so and so. And it's like, okay, but oh, the energy. Everybody's weird. Everybody be fake and blah blah blah. Whatever the situation may or may not be. And it's just like, okay, cool. That's how we all feel, but no one's addressing it. No one's talking about it. And it's like. People are so afraid to just have a conversation. Me personally, I'll have a conversation, but for me, I'll be like, <laughs> people are not ready. And I know people aren't ready just because I read the room. Hell, nobody's ready, but you can't be ready in certain situations. Things just got to be addressed. And if they're not addressed, it's like, well, you know, what do you, what do you want? Or what do you... What are you taking out of the situation? You know, how we all feel together in situations, whether or not we believe or disbelieve how things are going. You know, how did you approach the situation? Just having a conversation. It's all about how you approach the conversation, too. It's like you can't come off rude and expect people to react nice about it. It's like if you come in with good intentions and knowing, like, 
this is how I want to approach the problem. So this happened and this occurred. And, you know, I don't want to brush it under the rug anymore. And we can have a conversation, a civil conversation. You know, me personally, I know myself, so I'm a passionate speaker. So that's something I have to address right then and there. Like, if I start speaking loud, not loud, but if I start speaking so passionately where it seems like, you know, I'm coming off a certain way, just know that I'm speaking through my, my heart and it's not me being rude, it's how I feel. And I can't change how you're going to react to my feelings, but I hope you respect me and how I how I am reacting and react having a reaction to whatever it is that we need to talk about. But I'd be like, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day with people. You can't change people. You can only change for yourself. And the moment you realize your worth as a person, you will know what is going to be beneficial for you. You're going to know when the feelings are going to be matching the energy, you know. And for me, I'd be like, I try to be as understanding as I can when I am communicating so that there's no miscommunication. And we're all clear because I'd rather not miscommunicate anything because I don't want to, I'm trying to spare your feelings or I'm sparing someone else's feelings. That's what I'm not doing. Like I've learned, like, as I'm going through life, I'm done sparing people's feelings. If you, if you ask me something and you want an honest answer, I'm going to let you know I'm nobody's yes man. Like, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm speaking from knowledge. I'm not speaking from putting my feelings into yours. Like, I'm going to tell you the reality of the situation that you're in, and I'm just not going to sugarcoat it because I care that much about you. And if you can't take that kind of heat, then don't come to me. (laughs) You know, that's how I feel. But your intentions got to be real. Your intentions got to be pure. You got to know, like, you know, how you're communicating with people or what what you want to communicate with people is clear. You know, that's the, the important part of understanding that your feelings have to match the energy. But um, ultimately, like, when you think for yourself and you say, like, you know, like, in situations, you know, what you could have done differently or what could you have said, what could you have, you know, changed in situations with you and whoever this person, whether they're family, friends, your partner, like, in situations, do you ever think back and say, did the feelings match the energy? Like, did you, did you feel, or was things being said, but you didn't feel it, and the energy was off, and it didn't match?
And how could you approach the situation differently now thinking, you know, I think about things like that too. And I say, well, every decision I made in my life, I thought logically, but I always confirmed my situation in the moment. You know, I didn't just jump and say, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I said, are you sure? Is this, you know, I question the things that I question the moment I hear change appearing in my life, whether it's for the good or for the bad. You know, like I have to ask questions because if I don't, it's like I'm, I don't want to, even if I don't know, even if I don't have an answer, if there's no answer to my seeking, you know, at least I know that I am taking a risk. And with the risk, I got to look at all the odds. You know, I got to look at everything to make sure, like, if this happens, this is what I can do. <clears throat> and, my, and as I was transitioning and doing what I was doing in my life, I had to realize, like, the one thing I will have is a vehicle, a vehicle that can get me hell anywhere. <laughs> and I didn't care for what type of vehicle it was as long as it was big enough to take on whatever I can take that is going to survive for however months needed. And, you know, I was on survival mode. I had to think in a way to understand, like, if this is the feeling that I'm having, and even though the energy is not matching yet, it, it, this is a possible thing that could match. And I'm not putting it in my universe, but I don't know what to expect because I don't know, you know, what I'm getting myself into. And sometimes we do things and we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We just do shit just because it feels good or just because it sounds good. But the feelings don't always match the energy. Sometimes the energy don't always match the feelings, too. It, it can be either or. But when it comes down to it, it's like, what do you see in situation? I always have an A, B and C plan in every situation in my life, even in my career. Like, I got to have another ultimatum because I can't just sit here and not keep thinking, what more can I have? Or what's the next best, what's the next best thing for me that's going to be, you know, beneficial for me to elevate in life? You know? I, I'm I just want to keep moving up from now. Like I see how the world holds power. I understand the power that I hold in myself and I just want to keep expanding in that power. You know, and whatever my talents are and just keep pushing. But we gotta understand that if feelings aren't matching the energy, we gotta just step away or approach the situation to understand to have a better understanding of why it's off 
or why they aren't matching. Most times we don't think about that. We just like assume this is what a person is going through or assume that this is what this person is experiencing in their life, but never actually approach them. What's up, my king? What's up? What's the deal? So understanding, right? And have you ever dealt with any uh, friendships, even family uh, relationships, where you feel like energy wasn't matching, but no one approached the the energy, or no one approached the the uncomfortability? Hello? I can't hear you if you are speaking. You might have to come back up. No, no, that's that's weird. But, um, you know, you at the end of the day, you got to approach situations to have a better understanding. And it's like, ultimately, you, you know yourself in situations too. And I feel like that's the most important part in a sense of you knowing to control yourself. You know, you can't control people, but at least you can control yourself to say and walk out of situations and say, at least I didn't say harmful things or, you know, at least I didn't disrespect them like they disrespected me. Because I don't have nothing to apologize for. That's something they got to sleep. They got to sleep on that. They have to sleep on that at the end of the day. When you reminisce on the past and reminisce on situations that you sit there and say to yourself, like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or damn, I, you know, maybe I could have did better and use better choices of words communicating with so-and-so. But instead, you lashed out through emotions and yes, that's how we are. We're humans. We react through reactions. But after a while, it's like we're getting older. How much longer is it going to take for you to learn to know better that this is not this is not the method that needs to be used in conversations? Like we need to communicate better between each other. So it's like. And communicating, it's like, if you feel something is off, just communicate that. Especially when making assumptions just create more tension between you and a person. And it's unknown attention because the person doesn't even know what the hell is going on, but you've done built up so much shit and ideas in your head that that makes no sense to them because they don't even know what's going on. 
but because you're being funny, they're just like, you know, going along with you because they don't understand. And I'm sure they're like, well, eventually they'll tell me what's going on if they, you know, truly want to. And then when the person approaches you and say like, what's going on and you lash out, yeah, it's not going to make sense because you're not communicating what's going on. You're not communicating like, you know, hey, this happened and this bothered me. And, you know, I'd rather just talk about it. But I need some time before I talk to you because I'm still a little intense and I don't want to yell and I don't want to argue back and forth. I just want to have a conversation. Respectfully, I'm sure the person would be okay with that. But don't wait too long expressing what's on your mind. You know, don't let it sink in too deep where, like, you just feel like, it's just a conversation you don't ever want to have. Just have the conversation. It, it, that conversation be a lot easier than you think. And I'm still learning myself. So I'm speaking from a learning experience and having that experience already. But it still takes a lot for people to have conversations about things that does have a 360 turn in a in their lives with another person just because of a disagreement but <laughs> my bad y'all I don't mean to laugh I was reading something but you know it is what it is and at the end of the day, people always find a way around avoiding things. And sometimes we can't keep avoiding things for so long. It feels good in the moment, but you don't realize how much how much is actually hurting you. You become a little bitter about certain things, and you don't even realize it. But um, I'm sorry, y'all. I was reading a post about the um, the MLK, the brace. I'm sorry, the embrace, um, bronze statue they had that represents the picture of Martin Luther King and Coretta King, um, when they had taken a picture. I think here in Boston. I'm not sure, but I think it is in Boston. That's when they first met. They first met here in Boston, um, and they marched together and so on for. But uh, the statue, people are kind of having a beef about the statue and not really liking the statue. And honestly, my feelings towards the statue, I like it. It represents a, a different, I like the 
I like the creativeness behind it and the abstract of the art and the statue. Like, I love that it shows hands hugging. And yeah, it is very bold to not have Martin Luther King and Coretta King's face not represent that symbol of love. You know, he could have had their pictures. He could have had, you know, arms, neck, and head of the statue instead of the body. And it would still feel so real. But I don't understand... I don't understand his art behind it and him as an artist, that's what he thought was best. So, you know, I can't judge him, but but um, I just feel like the statue is beautiful and yeah, everybody's talking about, oh, Boston took an L. People need to just shut the fuck up. Boston didn't take no damn L. It is a very bold, artists i mean it i mean it's not bold art it's not a bold artist it's a very bold situation through a statue that represents the king's family but you know they loved it and i love it too because it does represent a lot and to be able to walk into that statue walk under it and be a part of a moment that was shared through a picture is beautiful and yeah, they don't have their faces. Yeah, you know, we don't know that it's Martin Luther King because we don't see Martin Luther King, but it is Martin Luther King and his wife. And I'm sure when you go there and you visit the monument, they will have a photo to represent what the photo that that monument and statue represents for the King family. So you know, but that's just my opinion on that. I don't know. People are so judgmental nowadays. People are so sensitive and they take away from, it takes away from the sense into the person who has created whatever it is that they created. You know, people don't respect people enough to say like, oh yeah, this is nice, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's always a black and white thing. And I mean that. And I don't mean that among race. I I mean that literally. It's always black and white. There's no gray. People will love it. People will hate it. But, you know, finding matching and finding feelings Finding the matching energy and the things and connection between you and another person is important. I feel like it's important in relationships too. You know, just like King said when he was on here for men, like if your intentions are, this is what you want. This is how you want things, you know, and this is what you see yourself doing in a relationship and a man tells you his intentions and there are not any of those things want to continue relations with someone and vice versa if you're talking to a woman and you want to marry her and you want to have kids and 
she's not saying any of those things. She might say marriage and, oh, I'm not sure if I want kids. I'm not sure if I want kids means, that don't mean yes. <laughs> that does not mean yes. That means no for right now. I don't know if I want kids mean no. I don't want kids. Like, I don't think I want kids. No, I don't want kids. I'm not sure if I want kids. What makes that think she want kids with you? You know what I mean? Just because you want kids don't mean that she's going to have kids with you. She don't know if she want kids. He don't know if he want kids. You know, like, just don't even weigh out that odd. Find somebody that's like, I want kids. Know that you're on the same page. Know that you're all on board. And ready to manifest whatever things that you're willing to manifest with each other. So it's like, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And that's ultimately like the reason behind it all. You know, what are you going to do differently? How are you going to make a difference in situations between you and another person? And that's all about how you communicate. You know, communication is effortless. Like, you just have to understand why you feel a certain way and communicate it in a respectful way and even if you need space because you're so damn heated give yourself that space before you approach the situation that's being mature that's holding yourself accountable to yourself to say you know yourself enough to know right now is not the time i just you know i need some space right now Address the situation right then and there so people are clear about what you need to do so that you can move on from feeling so hurt or feeling, you know, or wanting to be petty or whatever the situation, you know, you, you know what you're, what you, what you're willing, what you're willing to do. (laughs) You know what you're willing to do to get on somebody else's nerve. We all know ourselves. You know how we get down. I hope you know. But that's all I really wanted to share with y'all this morning. I was like, you know, thinking to myself, like, it's so different nowadays, you know, in relationships and friendships and familyships. When you get older, you see things differently. I mean, when I was younger and I see the kids in school and being a teacher, just seeing kids in school, how they communicate. I'm just like, damn, you know, just always wanting to be around someone and always wanting to have, you know, building that connection and going places with someone. People, we don't really do that as much as we did once before. I mean, I be trying to make time and, you know, to hang out and shit, but sometimes our schedules are so damn busy can't make time, then it's like the truth, like, yo, we gonna plan next month, let's, let's, let's link up next month, 
<laughs> or, you know, let's do something this, you know, next, this week, or, you know, it's time and management. <laughs> you funny? <laughs> oh, Lord. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. It is a blessing every day we wake up and, you know, my sister used to tell me, darling, if you want to be talking like the people you hear on TV, you need to be around those people. Mm-hmm. And that's the energy that you're looking for. People who are going places, people who know a little something and people mm-hmm. who can, you know, show you the way because you, you can see if someone can make it, but then you have to pay attention to how they're making it. You know, mm-hmm. you need to know if they're making it on the backs of others, are they really making change? Mm -hmm. I think change is what we're looking for. And I find it amazing that we live in America and as a people, we really don't understand freedom because we ain't free. Mm -hmm. And you wake up and you say, well, wow, wait a minute. But even these programs this morning, girl, I woke up and I couldn't get on my MacBook Pro since I had the wrong password and I'm just getting tired of this shit that we're living under because people are constantly watching us and mm-hmm. you know a little bit more and they really don't know what you know, but they got to watch you to try mm-hmm. to figure out. And mm-hmm. then what you realize is that every state is doing something different. Mm-hmm. And then like I was in California and I believe me, I got a phone call about 3 a.m. in the morning. Is your iPad? pod still working i said what the fuck do you think yes it's working <laughs> i took it and <clears throat> what you have to understand about a ipad phone the iphone with the music on it when they mm-hmm. killed them off they said that they had a link to the cloud and i'm saying why would i have to link to the cloud if i never was on the cloud and then it just shut down but if you let it totally die no power i put it in the freezer for about a month brought it out. I wrapped it in foil, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when I it was just like brand new, I had all my music. But then they found it again, because you know, all these devices have user IDs, basically, that's assigned to you once you buy it. And they could shut it off again. But the thing that they are trying to figure out is this false technology. Hold on one second, my son is calling. Okay. Yo, what's up? I'm on the phone. I'm I'm on my program, but what's going on? Okay, well, can we do it later? Because it's kind of early. It's only 8 o'clock, and it's a holiday, too. Yeah, Martin Luther King Day. I know you don't know, but this is the day. Okay, so I'll call you back, okay, hon? How much? Yeah, but uh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, first thing tomorrow. All right. Love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So I'm sorry. My son, he's telling me something about credit. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he can use my credit. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't have, I mean, I have good credit. He says that he can do things with it. I said, well, that'll be my gift to you. <laughs> do on. It's just credit. <laughs> it's not cash. And I don't know about that. It's just different. But believe me, our kids know more than we do as I'm 64. How old are you, Miss Baker? I am 27. I just turned 27 in December. 
Oh, well, congratulations. My, my youngest son is 25 and my mm-hmm. oldest is 39. And then my middle child, he's 36, going to be 37. And it's been a journey. And I guess you understand that you're on a journey. You really don't know where it's taking you. But we are on this journey as Americans. And when you start really, really understanding that, you know, people your age may have owned three or four homes by now, if you ain't owned one. And you may be wiser than them, but the opportunities are not there, especially working amongst our people unless, you know, and then if we're working in our local communities, we are working with the ones who can afford to pay because there's just no free options out there. But when we understand that, you know, we're just the harvest, and I try to talk about R. Kelly in this sense only. They say he owes $20 million in taxes. Well, damn, how did Trump get 750 When yeah. as a single parent... I know I paid some taxes. They took that money straight out of my check. It didn't even get to, didn't even get to touch my hands. Then I wait and see if they're going to a la peanut butter sandwiches a few dollars back to me. And I'm saying, okay, I get this. I get this. But what I don't get is we attend the mandatory education programs as we are supposed to. Because if you don't, then you might not be with your mama. You might never see your mama again because they would take you and put you somewhere else. And then to hear them yesterday, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Nevada legislators presented the audit to the state. And, you know, the audit's supposed to be public. And because we're only talking about federal dollars. And they were talking about how these children were being abused in these foster care homes. Now, wrap your brain around that. They're taking your child away from you because perhaps, you know, the baby didn't want to go to school because he wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to feel where you are. You have to be a part of the process. You have to enjoy what you're doing. But they want our kids to go to school every day with the letter grade of F. Do you get that? Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm telling the truth, right? Yeah, no, you're telling the truth. I don't. I, it's no surprise to me. I feel like all foster care homes are just corruption. Like it is. It's corruption. These kids go into homes that people are feeding them dog food. People aren't letting them shower. I mean, I've heard... Children don't have options. And you've heard nightmare stories. But I'm saying amongst people who look like us, here in Nevada, they have a 48% population of children, Negro children, in the foster care system. They have an 88% population of children out there in the in in the mountain they call it black mountain one of these mountains up here mm-hmm. and they have a camp associated with a community partner so they they've taken the federal dollars and partnered with themselves and granted themselves wonderful benefits and the kids ain't getting shit and some places the kids are just being abused but the services are not happening for these children they're not educating them so they know they come into the penitentiary and the black man that was over the penitentiary well he is no longer in the position because somebody helped somebody escape but you know he had to have inside help you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. to get that shit happening but because it was a black man that they wanted to take dethrone 
from the overseer over that the prison here. Uh, well, it was his fault that the guy got away, even though they caught him. But I'm saying they knew where he was all the time, especially the ones that wanted to dethrone the black man. And I'm saying, well, now we're seeing these games up here with with Kanye West. I mean, okay, he married wrong, but you know, apparently somebody's saying that maybe he may have married again. And now somebody's really pissed that they can't walk the dog. You get me, right? Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. just understand, R. Kelly. We can't even have a conversation because these chicken heads that he lined up with, and he did, um, you know. Some of these kids' parents forced them, so it's like. That's they- what I'm saying. But you and I know women your age, and I know what I did at 16, but I wasn't fucking. But yeah. a lot of kids at 13 mm-hmm. once once the clock is on it's on and they don't have i mean you know this is universal so once somebody is sexually active well then that's what they look for because it's kind of like a you know it's a stimulant release you kind of like you get me you know mm-hmm. i'm 64 i don't have that need anymore but you i'm not going to say that particularly but i'm saying i love me and i can do me and i don't have to have monkey pox or anything else like that <laughs> And so, you know, when you start understanding that, hey, boo, it's you. And mm-hmm. it's okay that you wake up and she, you know, when she said, good morning, gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. she got that song out. And you I do have it. to kind of pump it up. And, yeah, you know, no. people say, oh, darling, well, what about you? What about you? Not your education and not all this. I say, but you don't understand, boo. I've been in this conversation for a long time. And so few people who look like me are talking and I'm saying, well, please tell me as the Biden Harris administration has alapena butter, all this money to the States to revamp their early start program. And it's a lot of money, girl. Nevada was offering, if you had a million dollars, they would give you the contract period and partner with you with the federal dollars to open up a childcare center. Well, well, who says you have to have anything else? Nobody. Because they just don't take these Negro children who are beastily behaving. They don't know no better. And they will certainly cuss you out and slap you too. You just can't talk to everybody. And you and I know that. And yeah. it's, a, it's a damn shame that we don't have this love that we used to have when James Brown was saying, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. You get me? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying... I've lived through so much and, you know, we're still on this voyage to Atlantis. We ain't made it yet because when they're talking about learning loss and they're talk and they do talk about this every day. And then the white people want to have school choice. And do you understand what school choice means? It means that, you know, the barriers, I mean, like I said, they, here in Nevada, they have these prime six schools or in the highly populated poverty areas. And they put the money in, so they have magnet programs. Got me? And these magnet programs take kids who are, you know, gifted or whatever. And, but they're supposed to still work with the local kids. But if you have a behavior here, at the age of 11, you can be totally expelled from your gifted and talented placement and placed into an alternative yeah. placement. But, is- huh? We call them charter schools here in Massachusetts. The moment you ruin your, your, the first time you ruin or make a mistake at one charter school, you're no longer allowed in any of the charter schools. That's right. But I mean, so public education is to train people. And when you don't have a skill, 
then your mama can come in and say, well, well, why can't she do it? Well, can you tell me what you're doing? Well, I need to see an assessment. I need to know what's going on. We have to be more of, I need to see this. We've got to be a Karen in this instance. We've got to have somebody who can articulate the bullshit. But mm. they have a, a mandatory responsibility to assess and demonstrate your child making upward bound motion. You got me? You mm. know what I'm talking about. Because your mama obviously did it for you because you got creativity, boo. I see you. <laughs> and not everybody has the skills that you have. But the doors were open for you through advocacy. And you had to have somebody who loved you to make sure that that happened. My mama loved me. Girl, she passed away on December the 4th. I got to wait 40 days to get her money. And in the, in the you know what I'm saying, in the checking account because she didn't have no we didn't have really like an estate. She had already given me the house. She gave me the car and I'm paying the payments. And I'm saying, even at 64, I'm not looking for a new love. I know I love me and that's okay. What I'm looking at is how our people are not loving our children. Here in Nevada, they had an African-American man who hit his child so hard that the child hemorrhaged and died. He was five years old. He hit him with the belt. And I'm saying, where is the parenting programs? You know what I'm saying? Mandatory. When you have to go through the courthouse, the state should be providing some monies to ensure that you are the right one. That's not happening here. And things like the conversations, you know, you'll feel your energy. You'll feel where you want to go. And then don't slow yourself down. Just try it. You, you get me? You got to try it. You try it. You like it. You might like it. And then you might not. But never limit yourself from an opportunity. And know this, <clears throat> if you're, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're in a place where you don't know what you want to do, <clears throat> go to the Corporation for National and Community Service online. Look at all the volunteer programs and know that you can earn up to $11,000 in two years for towards college, you know, college scholarships. And then you get to pick the level and the place that you want to work and be creative. You understand what I'm saying? As a volunteer under the Corporation for National Community Services, they're looking for VISTAs. They're looking for AmeriCorps. Well, that's like more high school diploma type stuff, but it's hands-on. You're working directly with the people. But the VISTAs are working with the coordinators. You get me, boo? Mm-hmm. Have a blessed day. My time is running out. And thank you for letting me come this morning, Miss Baker. Yes. Have a blessed day. Having, thank you for being here. Have a blessed day as well. You too. Bye-bye. Later. That was good information before I was going to leave. I love that. It was beautiful. But it is true. There are different things out here. There's a lot of corruption in our government systems. And, you know, they try to control a lot of things and hide a lot of things and keep a lot of things. But we got to be able to see them for ourselves. That's the truth. But um, that's all I wanted to say and share. If anybody wanted to come back up here again, I would gladly appreciate it. Share, speak what's on your mind. But um, definitely come back up here if you feel the need to. But I'm about to get myself ready and get into what I'm about to do on this beautiful Monday. It's snowing where I am right now, so... 
<sighs> not really feeling it. <laughs> not feeling the snow. Not feeling it. Not feeling the snow. <laughs> we don't have snow, but it's kind of gloomy outside. And when we, my, you know, we hit my, we had my mom's memorial on January sixth. Why not? It's, you know, it's monumental. And we went to Sac, we went to Sacramento because I live in Las Vegas, oh, and okay. was where I raised my children. Mm-hmm. And as, as an adult person who raised children singly, you know, it was a lot of challenges and people just don't understand because they will call you on your job 24 seven. If your child's not transitioning correctly, that's Mm -hmm. why. And then when we look at special education as black people, most black people are looking at special ed, like it's something that's not good, but I can tell you a white woman who's an attorney will make sure her children get every resource that is out there. And it really is about who qualifies for the resources. And it is only the children who are in poverty. See, when we pay taxes, we pay taxes for public services, which include education. But when the federal government looks at the states, they say, okay, the states, every child has to have a classroom and a teacher. Some things, you know, the state has to provide. And so it goes by the number of children who live in a particular area, how many how many schools we're going to have and how we're going to service the kids. But then sometimes we have to understand how population transitions and the older people are now in that neighborhood where the school was and the younger people are not integrated in there. So then they start busing people. And, but, you know, in these more fancy neighborhoods, it was always where the money was. But when the neighborhoods start running down, it was just the poor kids. And yes, they are generating the dollars. Because we get money for kids who qualify for free and reduced lunch. We get money for kids as a state level for kids who are bilingual and kids who are neglected and delinquent, homeless, and what else? Oh, special ed. And then that's it. That's all the federal government will support your state in the abundance of. That's why we do the census every 10 years to kind of look at the trends and the changes and how much more money that the state will need. But... Some people just always want to look at the glass as half empty and they needed so much more money, but then it changed. People want to look at the glass half full and how many other people can come in to help support the building of the local community. You see, the Negro, <clears throat> the Negro issue <laughs> is, is that how do we come together and talk about what's happening for some and what's happening for some and not happening for some? And then understand that the House Negroes have been granted a position so that they can have privilege. And you ain't getting that. And their charge is to keep you out. So they're always told that they can't look at, they don't have the right to look at, you know, what's happening for everybody else. They just need to look at their own constituents. And so you don't see many black people that are in power, like here in Nevada, but then still, if they're ignorant, what can I say? How would you get in the front of a meeting and have a conversation about shit you don't know? Why are you up there? You get me? And and that's what I seem to hear. And and believe me, I was on the Zooms d- during the time where, during the time uh, where COVID, you know what I'm saying? And then I was participating in little reading clubs and they wanted to read the books, you know, just read. And, you know, reading is fundamental, but 
action is too. You know, they didn't have no action plan. And they wanted to just keep on talking to each other. I said, well, I need to understand what's going on. So I started asking for the data. And then I realized that they didn't have any data. I mean, how can you continue to get the federal allocations if you don't have no data? And so at the school site level, a parent or a community member should be able to see the school site plan and see who's making it and who's not. And then question if you see a lot of corruption or problems with children who have some behavior issues who might work well with a community organization who could benefit from being in that, you know, in that local school and help change things. Because we're supposed to be looking for the more better, not the more ignorant. And Girl, I went to this meeting, the pastors here, and there's a pastor, there's a couple of pastor groups here, but the pastors don't always show up because, see, they don't have a plan. And I don't understand. I've been trying to get them to understand that we could do a class action as bad as the data looks here. We could just start the class action and get parents starting the putting, giving you permission to advocate for them, but they have to sign the, the list. And if you can get four or 500 people to sign the list, if even if you have three people presenting the four or 500 people, then you've made an impression. You mm-hmm. might get to talk about what's going on. But these Negroes talk about, oh, how the black people just don't show up. Well, hell, if they ain't got no place to live and pretty up like your ass, you know what I'm saying? It's true. People don't have a place to wash their ass anymore. And then if they're living in other people's homes, then they need to respect them. And then, and then, you know, and it's just hard to have to live with somebody because you don't make enough money to have a place on your own. But if you can partner with three or four people, you can make this happen. Or that's why people live in dorms or hostels or whatever. But I promise you, you don't want to be in a situation trying to hang with people because you don't know them. You see what happened to that chick went down to Mexico. That yeah. shit was not funny in any kind of way. Was it funny? No. But when you listen to the music and the men are so disrespectful to mm-hmm. black women mm-hmm. and here we're living our best life. We ain't got time to deal with you niggas. And that's just it. Yeah. Do they? I mean, they are living their best life, but what about my best life down here? You know, I'm not trying to get out there, live homeless, <clears throat> and I don't mind giving what I have to give, but the obligation is still not mine. The obligation is ours together. That means we all should be running in the door to talk about what's happening for us so that we can perhaps change this shit. But no, when you see homeboy, he said, I can't breathe. Well, he couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. And the law and the officer was saying, what? Comply to what? Death. That's what happened. And But then it took so long. We had to hear this child cry for his mama. For how long? Over a month. That wasn't supposed to affect your psyche. That don't train us. That's what, that's what Kanye West is saying, that we've trained. We've been trained not to say nothing. Mm-hmm. Trained to believe that we are so ineffective but yet still, they would like to control and oversee and manage what you got access to. Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> they get to choose. That's why, you know, but you have to understand where those Zanaean brothers were coming from. And the one, he's just too good looking to fry and to kill. Some of them women would never put his ass on the death row. 
You got me? He may be on the death row, but he's still living. He's mm. still living. Mm. And just like, did you see that child get up there and cry in the stand? Because, yeah. because he shot those two people at the rally or whatever, the protest. Because why did he shoot them? He was afraid. Well, why were you there with the weapon? I mean, but they couldn't give him any time to let him go. Because mm-hmm. he was afraid and feared for his safety. Well, honey, we should be feared for our safety every day we walk out the door. Because we really just don't know. Too many young black women are missing in America. Just wind up missing. Mm-hmm. And then, you ain't in Atlanta, so... You know, don't go to Atlanta. Yeah, not single. I mean, not looking, you know, it's a lot of opportunity there. There's a lot of sex trafficking there, too. There's just, and and did you know that in Atlanta, they have those go-go dancing, the strip dancing on the, cl- on the internet. Did you not know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but you can find anything on this internet that you want to. That's why homegirls be making all that money and friends only whatever it is you know which one i'm talking about yeah the only <laughs> only friends yeah only and, and, and but you know when you think about it here we are you and i having a conversation you're on the other side of the world that i am on but we can still talk but you meet people every day and they can't talk yeah. <laughs> and it's so sad It is because people are afraid. They're afraid of sharing how they really feel. And, but with all of this dysfunction around us, we have to break down those barriers because it's our responsibility as a community to fix how, you know, a five-year-old would, why would a five-year-old want to commit suicide? And what was really wrong with that 18-year-old in Uvalde? They killed those classroom of children. And why were those people so ignorant that they all stood back? It was one child with a gun. One. And they stood and they didn't even bother to open the door. They were so terrified. And they had those vests and everything. But what they were more concerned is evacuating their children from the back of the schoolhouse. And that's what they were doing is, you know, making a safety plan. And I'm saying the safety plan should have been talked about prior to. Prior to what? Prior to the conversation. That's what I'll say. My cloud just popped up. I'm telling you, these devices are amazing. And they don't like people with knowledge. (laughs) Because, you know, the more knowledge you have, the more restrictions that are placed upon you. And that's just real. But you have to pay attention all the time as to what's happening because with knowledge there's great power but with great power there's a great responsibility to ensure adequacy and access for the youngest and the neediest of us and that's why the laws are the laws under child fine or the regulatory guidance for title 34 or title 20 and it's the same for every state every state in america america has to have regulatory guidance, and they must meet these challenges. Now, when COVID happened, the federal government is looking and saying, well, perhaps perhaps we shouldn't have trusted the states under these states' rights to do and create opportunity because we can see that people are not even voting. 
in, in some of these areas in the deep red South. And I'm saying these people don't even feel that they have a voice, but that's all they do have is a voice until they come together and figure it out because you can see where it's not working as an individual. What do you do? Well, you always have the ability to consult your governor because it is the governor's obligation to tell and share with the people as a constituent what's going on. And America has just changed. But the more you know, the more you go and grow, right? So Mm -hmm. that's where we are. So share with me some more wisdom because I know you have some too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like all of what you're saying is very true. I feel like the self is still still lagging a lot of things when it comes to education to to the children, to the schools, certain areas. Um, I lost my mom when I was 21. So I have, you know, but growing up, I got a chance to live and grow down south with my mom's parents. And they're from Alabama. So Mm, deep south, the deep south, dirty Mm. south. So, you know, in the South, they have some really nice, you know, small clubs. Oh, yeah. Black people people still socialize. But in the bigger cities, you have to understand black people don't socialize. That's why I laugh because you said, oh, can we set up an appointment for next week or next month or a year from now? That's Mm -hmm. when people want to talk to you. And I'm Mm -hmm. saying you watch them and they're on the go, on the go. But we're living in this shit. And it really is shit. And how do we say, you know, when I try to talk about R. Kelly, people just shut me down. I said, oh, no, boo, because I don't know. I wasn't there. Nobody knows what was going on behind those closed doors. But what I do know is they asked, they're asking for $20 million in taxes, Trump 750 Me, I know I paid. And then they, he said he hadn't seen his children. And then he said he promised somebody something he wished he had not promised because he couldn't make you a star. You know what I'm saying? So she got vengeance for 30 years coming at him and then finally won her book rights. I don't know. Because the more luscious that came was all about him giving bags of money away to people who look like him. And that's the federal government did not, you know, their racketeering is a real word. That means you pass the money, boo, and you ain't documented. But, But what about Trump and his whole, the whole kingdom of King Trump and his children? who were taking our money, flying all around the world, and our kids can't read. That's what I'm saying about, girl. You got fire. (laughs) Have a blessed day. My time is gone. (laughs) All right, y'all. That was was a nice conversation. I really appreciate that. It's good to know, like, there are people out here that are paying attention to these things. I do talk about them sometimes, but not all the time, because people are very insensitive to these things because they're in denial of these things. And sometimes you can't keep turning a blind eye to it towards those things, too, because it's like this is the life that we're all going through. We all see it, but we still aren't saying enough. We're not doing enough. You know, what? what can we do to to change these things that we see 
So I feel like that was very much needed. But um, all right, y'all. I'm about to get myself situated, do a few things, keep my arts and my crafts going. I hope you guys have a blessed day. One love.